and there are patients who've been using it for maybe 20 years and now we've start and now we've started to work them as a legal prescription and we've started to talk to them about it like it's a medicine and encouraging them to approach it like a medicine Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Matthew Leach. I'll be joined each week by a guest for a series of podcasts. Each will shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we offer some insight on some of the most important issues we in the Bailiwick face. A legal change in September 2020 has allowed UK clinics to import medicinal cannabis to Guernsey for the first time. It's an industry that continues to grow, with demand increasing as the stigma around medicinal cannabis continues to fall away. Several clinics now supply hundreds of patients in the island, and we spoke to representatives from one of those. Integro Medical Clinics Limited. Specialist nurse Sophie Hayes and senior medical consultant Dr Anthony Ordman were kind enough to discuss medicinal cannabis with me and how it's being used to treat more and more people in Guernsey. I think we have a, a very warm and a very um, efficient and effective relationship with our patients, our clientele on Guernsey. We are able to offer each one a very personal service. I mean, I think Sophie, to her enormous credit, knows each one, you know, instantly by name and family relationships and diagnosis and which medicines they're taking because she's the real brains behind this. And um, and they, the, the people in Guernsey who we're looking after will probably see one of us at least once a month. Uh, because we can only prescribe a month at a time. But we see them once a month to see how they're getting on, whether we need to change the prescription or anything like that. Um, and if if they have any queries or any difficulties between those times, not only are Sophie and I available or their consultant, but our partner organisation, which is IPS Pharma, and you'll be speaking to Claire, are always there. And they're the real expert specialist pharmacy in this country who offer the best support but also the best selection of medicines so we have quite an intense relationship with um, with, with with Guernsey and I'm um, quite you know in touch with the medical director of Guernsey and also the chief pharmacist because we're trying to improve our the way we work with um, people on Guernsey so that we can get them the medicines faster and with less paperwork that's the next stage of our project so actually we're quite Guernsey centric in many ways yeah no I think I think it's one of those I've learned more about Guernsey in the last like seven eight months than I think I ever knew about Guernsey I think that's it's unlike Anthony said you know I talk to I talk to patients like every month and the nurse phone line service that I run is open nine to five Monday to Friday every day so People can, it, it, even if the, the call is not scheduled, they can call me, and and they do. So it's there's a lot of I because the process to cut is it involves many steps, getting from um, the consultation to getting the prescription to their door in Guernsey, and that we've seen that process improve quite drastically over the last like eight months. Um, and I can see the work that Guernsey's putting in to get that get that sorted. So. Um, 
No, I have. Uh, I've been. I've been fighting to Guernsey, but I'm sure I would love to go at some point. It sounds beautiful, especially at the moment. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are people coming? So treat me as um, uh, uh, vanilla and naive in this in this circumstance with with cannabis because it is you know relatively new to the island and and for the people here. I mean. Is, I mean, first, is there still a bit of a stigma with the cannabis product? I mean, do you find that with, with patients here that have come to you, have experienced that in the past? I mean, is this changing? Well, I think, I mean, patients anywhere, chronic patients that looked or look for cannabis medicines as a, as a, as a treatment option, are um, they split into two groups. One of them is one group of patients are patients who've been using cannabis from unknown sources for many years and they're looking for to now it's now it's a legal option to become a legal patient and then there are other patients who have chronic pain have chronic uh and like anxiety mental health disorders they have a huge range of symptoms that could potentially be managed with cannabis but they just never thought about it before and i think with more more like we do educational webinars for multiple different uh, conditions and that we do a lot of outreach for that reason because there are patients who previously would never have approached or thought of cannabis as an option because they they wouldn't they they one they didn't know was a legal option now and two because of the stigma that's attached to it i think we still have patients who despite the fact that they experience really good symptom management and that they've had their quality of life improve and they've had their condition improve they still are worried about the smell or the the certain individuals in their in their circle knowing that that's what they use and even though it's prescribed even though it's legal and that we can support them in whatever it is that they need there's still that stigma still certainly exists even if it's helping you even if you know it's helping you i think that's one of the big advantages we have over the some of the other clinics is that we listen so carefully to what what the patients need and what their concerns and worries are. I mean, you know, the fact that Sophie um, has listened to that they're worried about the odour of the cannabis and what are people at work going to say. And um, we get down to that level of detail. Um, for example, recommending an oil that goes under the tongue rather than something that you vape, or even the new capsules. Um, and we'll soon have skin patches as well which don't have any odour. We're listening to everything that the patient is concerned about and trying to provide for all of those concerns. And that's that's the way we set this thing up, this clinic was up. And that's why we've recently had such a fantastic review from the CQC. Uh, we're still, still enjoying the afterglow of their report. <laughs> which report is that, sorry? the So the Care Quality Commission, which you probably know um, assesses every single healthcare provision in this country, both NHS and private, recently uh, um, did their quite extensive uh, survey of everything we had to offer and we all had to meet them and be interviewed and so on. And after a couple of weeks of cogitation, they gave us one of the best score uh, ratings that you can get and very, very complimentary comments. Um, so on the five categories they, they assess, we got good, 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 which um, not even leading teaching hospitals can get always. Oh, congratulations. So the, um, the I mean, the pro- 
go back to the cannabis use itself, but the process of getting licensed to supply in Guernsey, I mean, how was, how was that and when did that happen? Well, we're quite lucky that our partner, uh, IPS Pharma, um, dealt with all of that sort of thing. And they probably uh, did all of that um, before we were up and running. Okay. They've been doing specials imports for 20 years. Like, they, they knew how the system worked already. So I think from... I don't know about you, Anthony, but I think from my, my perspective, certainly coming from, I come from a clinical side, a clinical perspective and a clinical experience. So that, uh, I have to say, um, that I was very grateful for their expertise in actually setting that side of things up. Yeah. Okay. And so um, if we go back then, if we return back to the patients and that kind of thing, why are people coming to you instead of using traditional medicines, as, as, as if I can put it that way? Anthony is going to be. Let's say, let's say somebody's got um, severe back pain with nerve pain going down their leg. That's just one example. Um, if you were to try, and so they can't sleep properly, and they're miserable, and they're worried about losing their job, and um, pain, they've got disability, they've got worry about the future, they've got low mood, and they've got terrible sleep. Now, if you try and treat all those things with conventional medicines, in conventional medicine, I spent most of my career using conventional medicines in the NHS pain clinics, the medicines are hopeless. You know, morphine's addictive. It only works for the first six weeks, and then you're sort of hooked on it, and it doesn't work. Things like gabapentin for nerve pain are equally... They only help one person in five, and, and people are hooked on it. Um, epidurals and spinal injections work for a little while but often there's not much you can do for people but you make them worse with all the conventional medicines you know the ibuprofen and things rot their stomachs and their kidneys and you do a lot of harm to people what we f what we find with cannabis medicines is that because the the chemicals derived from cannabis plants are so similar to chemicals already found in the nervous system and in the immune system of human bodies. They seem to restore balance in a much more natural way. And they seem to help more patients. You know, gabapentin, a common standard medicine, may only help one person in five. But I think Sophie and I are finding that one person, maybe three people in four, are helped by cannabis medicines. And we aim never to have side effects, whereas you can't say that with conventional medicines. We adjust the mixture of the medicine and the doses, hoping never to give side effects. So if people sleep better, and they have less anxiety, and they say, well, the pain's still there, but it doesn't worry me as it used to be. It's fallen into the background. Then they can go back to work. They seem to be fairly safe looking after their kids, even little kids. They still hear them cry at night and they can still get up and look after them. They can still drive if we're very, very careful. And we are extremely careful about safety. We feel that very often we can do, we can, let's put it this way, we can help people that conventional medicine couldn't help. I think that's a fair way of doing it. And we can help people with 
terrible headache problems like migraine. We can help people with nerve pain. We can help people with irritable and inflamed bladders. We can help people with, we've got one gentleman with an amputated limb, which caused him a great deal of pain. He had phantom limb pain and stomach pain. He's, he's back at work now. Mm. Uh, I don't know, so if you'll tell, tell you even more than I have, but. I think, I was just thinking, cause actually it's been a fascinating journey for me because uh, previous to working in the clinic in a chronic pain management, I only worked in acute areas like A&E and intensive care, which has a very different relationship with things like opioids, which is that's an acute pain that needs to be managed in the moment. Um, and actually what I've, what I've understood from the working at the clinic is this relationship that Anthony's just talked about between chronic pain, mental health, sleep, and how actually in order to manage chronic pain or chronic symptoms, you need to be able to manage all of those things. And one of the incredible things about cannabis, or one of the things I find fascinating about it is that it's one, you can prescribe one medication and achieve multi-symptom management within that one medication. I've spent my career administering huge amounts of tablets and I do often sit with patients and think, oh, you know, I say to them, you know, if I if I shook you, you'd rattle. And this is only your like your morning doses of your medications. And I think that from one on one hand, I think that patients move towards it because they are tired of taking it. I often hear people say, I'm tired of taking all these pills. So actually having to reduce the amount of medications they have to think about and reduce the amount of timings in their day that are committed to administering medication is significantly reduced when you just have one or two medications. Um, and I think the other thing is, and especially in Guernsey, I think there's a move towards that idea of what people associate with natural medicine. And I think whilst, whilst from mine and Anthony's perspective, that idea that um, medications that we have now and medications that are administered in hospitals are uh, sort of concentrated or the successful compounds found within the natural the natural plant the natural um, the natural format is found in but cannabis has over 144 different cannabinoids and so and there's and each one of those has therapeutic value and then on top of that there's terpenes which also have each got individual therapeutic value so you can achieve quite a lot for chronic pain patients or for chronic mental health patients with with one medication i think that's what i find fascinating about cannabis and what patients move towards cannabis for you you talk about cannabis then in, in this way i'm quite interested to know um what kind of i mean what kind of product are people in guernsey getting because you mentioned oil there i mean i've heard people mention the flower i mean what product are people getting most of the time and how are they using this medicine it's dependent on the condition really and not only the condition but the person the person and the lifestyle i think i say this often as a nurse that you know you can create a beautiful a beautiful care plan that on paper makes sense for that condition but if that doesn't fit with that person's lifestyle it's not the right care plan for that patient so there are multiple different formats that cannabis medicines come in on prescription so like anthony mentioned before you can have capsules that are taken like it's familiar for patients who maybe have never used cannabis before, don't like the smell, don't like that. So it's a more familiar format, so it comes in a capsule. Uh, and that would be counted as long-acting symptom management because that lasts for around six hours, those cannabinoids in your system. There's oils which are administered sublingually, so under the tongue and absorbed through the oral mucosa. That would also be considered long-acting. Um, and flower medications are what we would consider short acting. So they have a lot, they last in terms of symptom management for about two hours. 
Um, obviously, if you administer short acting over and over again, you get a buildup of cannabinoids, but it's not quite the same as having long acting oil or capsules um, running underneath it. So often we'll encourage patients to have a combination prescription that seems to benefit what I've found doing this for the last like, however many months, that seems to be one of the most successful ways of managing patients, especially patients we're thinking of patients with fibromyalgia, for example, really, really benefit from having an underlying long acting symptom management with the addition of like PRN pain management or like sleep aid at the end of the day with, with a flower. Um, but then there are patients who have eating disorders that can't tolerate an oil. So they can't, that actually the idea of putting something in your mouth is so stressful that actually having a flower, short acting, vaporized, in that enables you to eat. Um, so it's really dependent on the patient. But if it's, like I said, with patients like fibromyalgia, for example, it's often a combination prescription. Okay. Um, you said, um, so the people that you speak to in Guernsey, um, have you spoken to a lot of people who've been using up until this point? Because you mentioned two types of patients that you see. Have you spoken to a lot of people who have been using alternative, I guess, slash illegal sources of cannabis up until this point? So I think it was interesting when you said earlier that um, cannabis is relatively new to Guernsey, because I don't know that it is. Um, but I under, also am very, very, very conscious of the fact that the more patients that I speak to, that Guernsey's attitude towards cannabis is quite severe in terms of yes. prosecution. <laughs> so I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So Oh, no, okay, fair enough. I'm going to say cannabis is not new to Guernsey. Yes. As a legal prescription, it's new. I think with that question, I think the important thing, one of the important points that you can, that is interesting to me is that there are patients who have been using, there will have been patients, Guernsey or not, will have been using cannabis illicitly for many, many years. That actually, and who would who would necessarily argue that you should have it recreationally. However, when you identify that there are patients using it as a medicine, and there are patients who've been using it for maybe 20 years, and now we've start and now we've started to work them as a legal prescription, and we've started to talk to them about it like it's a medicine, and encouraging them to approach it like a medicine. So if someone says I need X amount of flowers because I need to administer pain relief every two or three hours or every hour, I use my vaporizer because I'm so anxious or because I'm in so much pain. When you say okay, so what that indicates to me is that actually you could benefit from a long-acting uh, cannabis medicine. Like if you were needing to administer every two hours, you actually need six hours worth of management. So you should try oil. And then patients who've been using flour for 20 years suddenly move to oil and they think, it's miraculous the change and the difference because actually I don't have to think about it every day. I don't have to think about carrying it with me, administering it. And you know, so I think that even patients who may have previously imagined that complete recreational use was the way forward, when they identify that they're using it therapeutically and start to be encouraged to think about it using it medicinally, they change the way they think about it and it becomes less important in their lives, Which I, I think. And that's another bit. And I think that's another important point about it. So when all you have to, if you're using it and you're unwell and you're using it illicitly to manage pain, for example, your whole life is taught, like there's a large part of your life and a large part of your mental energy that goes into thinking about how you're going to source it, how you're going to fund it, how am I going to like, yeah. is it going to be the same thing as it was before? You know, that takes up a lot of mental space. So I, like, I think it's a really interesting conversation when you think about it like that. It's a pleasure. And I really have enjoyed speaking with patients on Guernsey. They 
have a really they really love where they live on one on one hand and they're also acutely aware of the environment that they live in legally as cannabis patients and i think it's they do and they do seem to support each other in that and i think that's really amazing we're not we're more than just a cannabis clinic we are a complete patient-centered service i think that's that's what i'd like to say and i think that's what our patients respond to really well, I, I take that point on board definitely at the end now, I think. I think it's a great one. That's a great story too. I like it. Thank you very much. Well, it's been very nice to meet you. Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it, I know it's a pain, but please like and share. It all helps. And remember, you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the Bailiwick. You can find us online, on social, on email, and on internet radio. There'll be more from me, Matthew Leach, and all the Bailiwick Express team next Friday.